breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. And on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline this morning, honored to have Senator John Kennedy joining us. Senator, good morning, sir. Good morning, folks. Thank you for taking time to talk with us. Look, of course, the big news this morning is uh, uh, New Hampshire primary is taking place as we speak. Um, we know DeSantis is now out. It's Trump and Haley. What are you expecting from New Hampshire? I have no idea, <laughs> and I say that because I don't, I don't have a lot of confidence in polling anymore. Sure. I, I think a lot of people identify pollsters as being part of the, the establishment or the managerial lead or the government, and they're very reluctant to tell pollsters what they honestly think. Right. And we've seen that in the last uh, two or three election cycles, so... Um, I'm going to, I can't predict the future. I'm going to have to wait for it like everybody else, but we'll know tonight. The Supreme Court ruled five to four yesterday that the uh, border agents can remove the razor wire along the border. It's kind of seen as a victory for the Biden camp. The, the border is a disaster, Senator Kennedy. And you've got these Democratic mayors screaming about, you know, 3,500 are coming into their state. 35,000 a day into Texas. Where, when are we finally going to get control of the border? Um, I, I think when we change administrations, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Now, there are things we can do in the meantime to stop the flow, and that's what we're working toward doing now. But but you can't change somebody who doesn't want to be changed. And you do not have to be an astrophysicist to figure out that Joe Biden wants open borders. And so do most of my Democratic colleagues. We've been, we've been negotiating this border security measure for three months now. Uh, so far, it's just been a gab fest because President Biden and my Democratic colleagues keep saying, well, you know, we want to secure the border. And then they keep throwing up obstacles to us getting a bill done. And, you know, you got to watch what people do, not what they say. And, you know, everything else is just cottage cheese. Watch what politicians do. So to hear those Democratic mayors screaming and moaning and, you know, stop sending your buses, what do you say to those people? Come on. Well, I say to them, now you see what what uh, the border states are going through. Uh, number one, right. I, I would say respectfully, you know, you can cut the hypocrisy with a knife. Mm-hmm. I thought you guys were sanctuary cities. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. um, and, and number three, why don't you talk, call the White House and tell President Biden um, to, to please reach an agreement with us to secure the border. How about we enforce the law? If you'll agree, if you'll agree, we we can do it in, in in six weeks. And frankly, we don't need a law. Uh, if Biden would just enforce the laws we have now, we could do exactly it. enforce our existing laws already. Yes, I mean I, the, the the laws are there. I mean he can do a Remain in Mexico program, a safe third country agreement. The law already says if you if you're caught trying to sneak in our country illegally, you, 
you're supposed to be immediately uh, deported. He could finish the wall. Um, it's standing there, half finished. I've seen it. Uh, if somebody claims asylum and uh, they they lose in court, uh, they should be deported immediately. President Biden doesn't deport any of them. He says, I need more money. And we're not going to give him more money to just go buy more welcome mats. Well, it's mind-boggling to me, Senator, that our own federal government, we have a, a governor of the state of Texas trying to secure his state and he has to fight our own federal government when going back to when he tried to put barriers in the Rio Grande River. When he, now he's allowing the Border Patrol agents to cut the razor wire and let these illegals cross our border. Our own government is fighting this governor. How yeah. did we get here? No, I mean, you're right. Joe Biden believes in open borders. And I, I, I would uh, respect this administration a lot more. It would be much more intellectually honest if they would just stand up and say so. I guess they think the American people are stupid and can't see what's going on. Senator Kennedy closed primaries. The Louisiana legislature passed it, um, kind of wa a watered-down version, if you will. So it's just for you, you in Congress, um, and a uh -huh. couple of state elected officials. Um, are you happy with it? They changed it a little bit so that almost... Almost everyone who votes in Louisiana will be able to vote in your Senate race. Is that what we're hearing? Well, you can, you know, there's no perfect system there. You can, there are pros and cons of closed versus open primaries. What, what you want, whether you use closed or open, you, you don't want to disenfranchise anybody, regardless of party. You, you want to make sure that people are who they say they are before the, they vote. Mm. And you want to make sure we have an election day and not an election month. That's when that's when the foolishness starts. Is when these things drag on six weeks. Um, the the pro of closed primaries is that it can uh, strengthen party loyalty. Now that cuts both ways. It can do it for both Republicans and Democrats. Um, the the uh, the other pro is that done right, done right, not in all circumstances, it can increase turnout. The downside of closed primaries is that it does disenfranchise a lot of no party independent voters, and we got a bunch of them in Louisiana. So um, I worked with the legislature and the governor to do an amendment um, at the last minute uh, to try to uh, to uh, fix that, and we did. Mm -hmm. Now the other thing you got to remember, though, Aaron, this can closed primaries hurt. I'm not talking policy now. I'm talking politics. Closed primaries hurt the dominant party. Think back to the 1970s when Edwin Edwards changed this. The Democrats were the dominant party. Edwards changed it to open primaries because he was tired of Democrats fighting it out in the primary and then the Republicans having a free shot at it. Mm -hmm. Now the shoe's on the other foot. The Republicans are the dominant party. Now, I know Democratic legislators oppose closed primaries, but I bet secretly um, they would like to see them because it gives Democrats a free shot at Republicans who battle it out in the primary. And that's the downside. And that's I what think we're that's looking at. We're looking at a race with you. Thought. You possibly running in the Republican primary. 
and maybe having a couple of Republican challengers. And you have a John Bell Edwards possibly on the other side where he probably won't have any challengers. And he gets to sit back and watch y'all fight each other and coast in. That's kind of what you're saying, huh? Yeah, that's why Edwin Edwards changed the system to open primaries. But he did it at the time to protect Democrats. Mm. Now, Republicans are the dominant party. And that's why I say there are a lot of Democrats out there, uh, Democratic, Democratic leadership. They're not saying a word, but they love closed primaries because it gives them a free shot. And a lot of members of the legislature knew this. I, I didn't lobby it, but they were all calling me. Um, I think most of them didn't want to do this, but but they voted for it out of respect to our governor. I get I get that. Um, but they wanted to to make sure that that we allowed no party independence to vote in the primary if they want to, and we ended up amending the bill to do that. Mm -hmm. Senator, we know we're, we're very proud of Mike Johnson here in Louisiana, uh, but he's... Oh, I am too, man. He's mm -hmm. doing a great job. He, he is doing a great job, uh, and, and a senator that I've liked, Marjorie Taylor Greene, seems to be going after him now, but what can a, what can a speaker do with a two-vote margin? Well, for all practical purposes... The uh, the house is fifty fifty, yeah. and uh, and 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 Mike Mike's got to 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 wrestle this thing to the ground, right? And he's do, he's doing a great job, but you can't ask the man to do the impossible. And he's got free range chickens on both sides that wander off <laughs> uh, to prosecute their own agenda. <laughs> and under the circumstances, I think he's doing great. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think Good. all the rhetoric you hear about we're going to overthrow him, um, you know, is not going to happen, man. I mean, it's not going to happen. Mike is, is going to be there for as long as Mike wants to be there. Well, I'm glad and to hear I that. Wish people would give him a chance. And they are, but some of them aren't. One last thing. Um, crawfish in very short supply. Can you help us? Yeah. <laughs> oh, if I could, I would. I love crawfish. Um <laughs> I don't know, Sorry. I, but I'm not much of a crawfish farmer. I'm just an eater, so I don't know what we can do to help I them. Know. You tell me what to do, and I'll do it. I'm just messing with you on that one this morning. People are in, in an uproar in your state because we can't get our crawfish yet. It's sad. These people up here don't understand it in Washington, D.C. Right. They, they think they're many lobsters, <laughs> and they want to put on a bib and dip them in butter, and, <laughs> and, and you know, you just look at them and go, what? planet did you parachute in from, man? Well, anything you can do to help, we appreciate your time today, sir. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Stay uh -huh. warm. All righty. Thank you, Senator. Keep doing God's work. 1017 FM 710 Keo, Mike and McCarty's. Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Let me mention, we just got uh, notified Sabine Parish schools closed today because of rising water. And four schools in the Blanchard area are having virtual school only today because of water issues. So just keep that in mind for today. That's going to be, of course, Because we know, how, we know how successful virtual schools have been. Yeah, that's Northwood, Donnie Bickham, Blanchard Elementary, and Herndon Magnet. The school is in touch with the parents to tell them what the expectations are. It's like, get the kid out of bed, get him on his Chromebook or whatever. So, yeah. 
Good One thing we that. haven't mentioned yet mm-hmm. this morning, uh, the mayor's veto on the open container mm-hmm. uh, ordinance yep. for the entertainment district downtown. Uh, the, the mayor spoke with us and said he wasn't opposed to an open container ordinance in the entertainment district, mm-hmm. but he did have some specific concerns like allowing drinks on the bridge. Yeah, and which you know, doesn't seem to be a good idea. Well, Councilman Gary Brooks, after the meeting, he texted me a few times and he said that's just a that's a a moot point. People aren't going to walk across the Texas Street Bridge with alcohol. He oh, said, really? That's, that's what he said. So he said that's I, not a that's a non-issue, is what he called it. Well, I'm I'm I beg to differ. Here's the thing about the ordinance: and not the mayor, that people are going to be traipsing across the bridge. That's their right. But you can't say that's never going to happen. Well, here's the thing with this ordinance that we just learned about: the, the, it's only going to be allowed in a specific cup. Right. And so you're not walking over that bridge with that cup. You know what I mean? You're going to buy that cup in one of those clubs. I did hear him say there's another lo- another club that is preparing to open in the Red River District. So I think perhaps this was all done to lure that club to the district. Could we don't this know who it is. Be a club that just recently announced it's closing it, in another that, location. That's a great question, Mike Martindale, and we need to follow up. And now they're moving to the entertainment district. Where you can have open containers of alcohol. But again, that cup has to be created and designed and all that and put out there um, before it's done. The mayor's going to join us in about 10 minutes. So we'll now, talk to him about it. I would suggest it. those cups being paper cups. Ah. A. No glass or plastic, you know, that, yeah. that, that won't biodegrade. But also, it won't last that long. People can't get a cup and keep refilling and refilling. And just bring it in their purse. If and it's pour, a paper and, yeah, cup. Pour their tequila in it from their purse right, right there in the district. You That's know, a kind good of like, idea. Like an icy cup kind of thing. Ooh, yeah. interesting. Not oh, just Mikey. a hat rack, my friend. Yeah, you went to Northwood for something. Where the N stands for knowledge. <laughs> 1017 FM 710 Kiel. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Well, we were talking about the uh, veto override for the City ordinance for the open container law in the Shreveport Entertainment District. We'll see what uh, Mayor Arsenault feels, how he feels about that. Coming up just after the break, Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Keel. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. On the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline this morning, Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault joining us. Mayor, good morning. Good morning to you. Well, uh, busy, busy day yesterday. First, uh, on one thing on the agenda we want to talk about is the uh, uh, your proposed rate increase. I say your proposed, the proposed rate increase for Shreveport Water and Sewage Services. Uh, it was originally 20%. Now, you, you pulled it down to 10%. Uh, but the Shreveport City Council decided not to put it on the uh, agenda for the next two, you know, for the next two weeks. Well, what what happened? Why aren't they putting it on the agenda? Well, there there are uh, several council members that uh, want uh, 
some additional education of what the ramifications of the rate increase will be, particularly on uh, lower income, uh, lower income uh, rate payers. And uh, so we're going to do that. How so? What are you going to be doing? Uh, we'll be doing some PSAs, probably going to include an insert in the water bill um, so that to explain to people how they will be affected because it it is it, it is not a 10% increase in your water bill because there are things on the water bill that are not covered by it. So it's a little, actually on your total water bill, it's a little less than 10%. Mine, mine is 9.02. I actually calculated mine uh, yesterday. Now, I'm a little confused because there's two separate items. One is a 10% increase on your water bill, and one's a 10% increase on your sewer bill. Explain that. Is that is that really 20%? You follow me? No, no, no. <clears throat> on your water bill, you have four different charges that that would be included in this. You have a monthly charge for water. You have a monthly charge for sewer. You have a quantity charge for water, and you have a quantity charge for sewer. Okay. Those are the things that will go up, and they'll go up 10%. Why in do you need to do to that, this? We need to be real clear about this because this is critical. Why is this yeah. necessary, Mayor? We, of, of course, have issued uh, $100 million in water revenue bonds, uh, mostly to comply with the uh, water and sewer revenue bonds, mostly to comply with the decree that we're under from 2014. Mm -hmm. And those those bonds have a covenant in them that requires us to have a certain ratio or surplus of dollars from operations to be able to pay debt service. And we are not in compliance with those covenants, those promises that we made to the bondholders. Uh, being out of compliance makes us ineligible for some funds and also affects our credit rating. Is it to, to make it real simple? It's kind of like if I have a credit card that has a five thousand dollar max, and I'm now at fifty one hundred, and probably my rate's going to go up, and I'm not going to be allowed any more credit. Is it kind of like that in the in the simplest of terms? Well, and you're yeah, also I, I think that's a I think that's a decent a decent analogy to look at it. But okay. you're also not making the minimum payment. You're never going to be able to catch up right. with your credit debt. Well, we're making we're we're making our payments. We are not in default in payments. No, so I, I mean with that credit card clear. analogy is sure. what I'm saying, right. not, yeah. not the city. Yeah, we are we are not in default in payment. We are paying them as scheduled, but we're supposed to have some reserve uh, to make sure that we would be able to pay them in the future. So we're not in default in payment, but. This is an important promise. It's an important part of any kind of revenue bond. Remember, a revenue bond is backed only by the revenues of the water and sewer department. It is not banked, backed by the full faith and credit of the city as a general. That's why we call them general obligation bonds. General obligation mm -hmm. bonds are whatever you got, it's pledged. And if you, <laughs> and if you, if your bond rating, the only pledge the revenues. If your bond rating is decreased, which it could happen as a result of this, then that could cost us millions in future expenses, right? Yeah. The, if our bond rating is decreased, that's going to increase our interest expense uh, on, on both future water and sewer uh, revenue bonds, which we're going to probably have to issue uh, to comply with the consent decree, 
but also it could have an impact on our general obligation bond rating. Which means it's, we're not looking long term. Mm-hmm. Council members aren't looking long term because it's going to end up costing Shreveport citizens even more if our bond rating decreases. Well, the council, the council member, particularly uh, Reverend Green, made it clear that he's not saying he is opposed to this, but he just wants some further information uh, before he before he puts it on the agenda. Councilwoman Ursula Bowman dropped a bombshell Monday in the work session about someone or companies stealing water from Cross Lake, and why are we not charging them? Can you explain that? Why why that the word theft was mentioned, and what really is happening? Well, there are, we believe that there are people who are taking water from tributaries, the, the streams that feed into Cross Lake mm-hmm. and, and selling that to, uh, to oil and gas companies for, uh, for fracking. We do not have any control over that. And I, I, I think that my personal view is that the word stealing is a very broad term to use in connection with that. We think that they may be authorized to do that. They're not taking it from Cross Lake proper. And directly from Cross Lake would be illegal. Directly from Cross Lake would be a violation of our code of ordinances. And when we, in those rare occasions when we discover that, we put a stop to it immediately. All right, the open container. But that's kind of skirting, isn't that kind of? If you're you're, you're taking from the tributaries that feed the lake, that's well, the city may not own those. You you may not own those little. We don't, tri- we don't we don't own those, and we don't have any control over them. Right, I had one of those coming behind my house at one point, and the parish that I owned, I owned part of it, and the neighbor owned part of it. So for what it's worth, that's a that's a that's a fairly complicated legal. Uh, question. I think I sent you the analysis yes. that we had uh, for it, and uh, you know, I, I I think that it is unfortunate that people are doing that. But what we will be doing is we have several groups that are interested in actually taking water from Cross Lake when the levels of the lake will justify it, and then replacing that water so that there's really no net. There's really no net loss of water from Cross Lake, and it only happens when the lake is high. Okay, open container. Your veto was overridden five to two by the council. No surprise, but they didn't seem to tweak it much that you were hoping. You think they're coming back to do that? Uh, I certainly hope so. What do you hope they'll change? Well, I hope that they'll change. Uh, well, I. I like them. I would like them to change the 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 hours, but I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, I think that they will change it uh, at some point to uh, to prohibit to make sure it's clear that any open container on the bridge itself, as opposed to under the bridge, is uh, is prohibited. We understand a new club may be opening down there. Do you do you know that that is a, a, a possibility? What do we know about it yet? Uh, the only thing that I'm aware of is the possibility of a of a lease of the former uh, daiquiri uh, of the former daiquiri uh, the daiquiri shop down okay. there. That's the only thing that I'm familiar with. Okay, um, a new daiquiri shop or is a club or restaurant coming I, you in? Know, I don't. I, I I haven't gotten all the information yet, but I I think it's a new daiquiri shop. Mayor, I didn't give you a heads up on this, but we have to mention it because of what's going on today. 
all this rain, you guys now have sandbags available, uh, the Mansfield Road location for folks who may need it, correct? That's correct. And people can pull up. You just have to show that you live in Shreveport. Is that accurate? I think that's right, yes. Are you getting any reports of any flooding yet? I know you all blocked off a couple of roads, but please, folks, don't try to drive through high water. Yeah, please do not drive through high water. It can be very deceiving, and your your car is uh, heavier than the water, so uh, you will sink. Um, the um, I I have not checked with uh, with uh, Gary uh, Norman this morning, uh, but at least last night we did not have reports of widespread of any kind of widespread flooding. I think that um, Ms. Bowman mentioned some uh, some flooding at the Financial Plaza out in West Report. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mayor, Mayor, one last thing before we let you go this morning. Erin um, was doing her happy dance here in the studio this morning <laughs> and singing, oh, happy day. <laughs> Seven to zero passage of the Night Street Project. I was very pleased with that. You know, sometimes sometimes policy requires patience, and uh, we we uh, we kept on with that. And I think the I think that was a very very good sign, a very good thing for the council to do. Is it almost finished? Did they have it? <laughs> Is it ready? <laughs> you ought to be driving on it uh, any day now. But that's a really broad. Every any day now is a really broad. There definition. you go. And, but do but do we have an ETA on like when they'll turn turn dirt? No, they've they've got to make a plan for relocating utilities. That'll be the first. That'll be the first step. And uh, Mr. Dark is planning to meet with the engineering department on a number of projects to to lay out a schedule uh, okay. for those. And he was waiting to do that to to, to excuse me to determine. Uh, whether or not Ninth Street would be included. I know someone would love to see that schedule, and I can't thank you enough for bird dogging this uh, because I was poking you every month. I was poking you and poking you. So for thank you for being diligent and staying on top of it. <laughs> every month. <laughs> <laughs> Every, every three days. It was a little bit more often than oh, that, Aaron. I'm sorry. But, okay, yeah, but come you're on. Very Can't you keep a secret? <laughs> <laughs> every month. Mayor Tom Arsenault, thank you so much for joining us. Stay My safe pleasure. today. Thank you for having me. You bet. 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Look at the mayor calling you out on your every month. <laughs> That's pretty I've good. I've been on this every month. Every month? <laughs> I know I'm a pain in the neck. I really do know that. And I, you know, trust me, I, he's not the only one I bother. There's a lot of people oh, with their hands. There's a lot of people I'm with well their aware. hands up going. I'm, 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 I sit here and watch it. Just <laughs> in awe. <laughs> it, it, by the way, I didn't mean, I'm getting ready to send him a video. Um, the street lights between um, right there near the airport, j- where the planes come in, Monkhouse. Yeah, all those lights are out. West and and I'm in, I'm including the FAA lights that guide the planes in. Those that are in the median, they're all out. There's some sort of electrical problem. So I'm getting ready to send them a. I have a video, but I may just send them an email. And let them know because they got to fix that. Because those, unless they've got that runway closed, which I don't know about. Um, 
those lights have to be on Fog for the FAA. Fog was very heavy this morning. Oh, it was rough. It very was really rough. heavy this morning. And those lights were out yesterday, too, but I didn't have time to put my beer down and get my camera out at the same time to, to video it. I'm joking. I'm joking. It wasn't. So. It, it was a daiquiri. <laughs> yeah, it was a daiquiri. Thank you. It was, it was my bottle of wine. No. But so they got to they gotta fix that too. Um, there are some reports of some high water, Hearn and Midway, South Lakeshore Drive, Linwood. Do not go through high water. It's beginning to accumulate in some places. And some cars are hydroplaning. We have a mess on I-20. 220 is the, the detour route this morning. Just be extra careful as a as a person who knows somebody who flooded two cars. Um, don't try to drive through high water because I know somebody who did that. And you can't back the car up. My friend knows this. You can't back the car up and think you'll get ahead of steam <laughs> and you'll you'll float and right through it. the water. Because my friend said that didn't work. That didn't work. Your, your friend. My friend, yeah. She said that didn't work. Oh, I just got dizzy. <sighs> yeah, she she backed it up. She backed it up tried and to took zoom, another run at it. Tried to zoom through the water. <laughs> there went another drowned car. Boy, 101.7 FM, 710 Kia. One seven FM seven ten Keo, Mike and McCarty. I'm, I'm now. I'm all depressed. Why? Uh, you were asking me during the break about crawfish. Well, I just wanted to know: Do you eat the little black goop? That's your the vein on the crawfish. It does not slow me down. You're not supposed to eat it. I don't think. You're supposed to. T- I toss it. You, you eat work it? way too hard. Yes, one move, two moves. Boom, done. And well, done. you're cutting time off your life if you're eating it. So they say. They I say no. I don't they, know. Oh, who says what that? What is and the black thing? What do they say? Is I it? Isn't it crawfish know. poop? No, it's not poop. It's not. No. I I just don't. Ruben, do you eat it? Do you eat that stuff? Do you sure. Eat? Yeah, why not? You do? Okay. Yeah. See? Yeah. Well, see Don't how nutty down. he is, though? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to base my life choices on Rubens. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, whatever it is, I mean, it's it's boiled, right? Right. So it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Okay. Do you, do you eat-, eat liver? No. I don't either. I no. don't eat liver. Don't I think like that's kind of what it is. I or think gizzards. it's kind of their liver. Don't want gizzards either. I don't want any innards. No, I don't want gizzards. I don't like gizzard liver. No. Are I just you don't like the a, way they taste. I don't care. Are either of you goofballs eating a flat-tailed crawfish? I generally don't. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I was taught to stay away from the I, I, Yeah, over, I yeah. toss those. Okay. I, I'll tell you a quick crawfish story. I'm not going to name names because this is a... Well, I, Funny but sad story. I, before I, that's why I'm I'm just depressed because the season is going to be so I bad. I know, I know. And you got me craving crawfish. Now. I'm really craving them now. And I had I had crawfish etouffee um, yesterday. I had some from Farmers, which is really delicious. So, but but here's the deal. I know a crawfish 
not a crawfish farmer, but a kind of a crawfish, it wasn't farmers, but it was somebody else locally who sells a lot of crawfish and hosts a lot of crawfish parties and does a lot of crawfish boils by the hundreds and thousands of pounds. And he was hired one year to do a crawfish boil in Chicago. Oh, my. And so he got a big truck and he put them in the truck, you know, on ice, you know, to to keep them and drove to Chicago. I'm talking 5,000 pounds of crawfish. This was a monstrosity crawfish boil. He gets to Chicago and 90% of them are dead. Oh, no. They're dead. So his choice was Uh, boil them up anyway, cross your fingers, (laughs) and and hope. They they wouldn't know the difference up there. And so that's what he did. He said, I just boiled them up anyway and served them. So I'm not naming no names because I don't know what happened in the aftermath. But can you imagine? Because that was thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in in a deal. Even and if you figure what average about seven bucks a pound yeah. during peak season, and you plus know, the travel, and you know he was providing all the extras and you know the sausage and all the and other taters. stuff, yeah, yeah, all that other stuff. And he br- brought a crew up there, you know. Um, so I thought, what a nightmare when you open up that truck and you're like, oh, they're all. And he had preserved them in these tanks, you know, with so that they would be anyway. I thought, oh, my gosh, what a nightmare. But that was a, a funny story that, you know, he was laughing about now. At the time, there was no laughing. But right. Thought, oh, well, yeah. Guy. But, I, yeah, I don't eat the vein of the crawfish. I peel it off, and I don't eat the flat-tailed crawfish. I generally will toss a, of the flat tail. Have you seen the prices right now? No, if you can get them, fifteen. I think 15 like fifteen bucks a bucks pound, a pound. and they're just... struggling. And I and I've asked a bunch of places where I usually get them. How soon? Some are now saying March first. Usually now we're we're seeing them now. We're starting to see them, and then right. February we start seeing the prices start to dip a little bit. We're not going to start seeing them readily until March first, probably. I'm hoping, you know, by the time Mudbug Madness rolls around, we have a decent supply. Because how many pounds of crawfish did they go through? Goodness sakes. I can't even imagine. Well, the drought, last year's drought, just decimated the crawfish farms. Mm. Uh, There's a story on keelnews.com. And, and, I mean, one of the pictures, it's just, just, it'll break your heart. It's It's just cracked dirt, you know, where the ponds were. Said some of the ponds are as low as uh, one or two feet deep. And so sad. and, you know, if a farmer has 30 ponds that they're, that they're you know, harvesting, mm. they're only getting like maybe 20 or 30 crawfish out of each pond. Oh. And so they can sell it for premium prices. I just don't know too many people that are going to pay 15 bucks a pound for crawfish, but apparently there are some that will. Well, nobody in this room. No, no. As much as, believe me, my daughter even, we were talking the other day and she goes, I can't wait for crawfish. You know, she lives in Dallas and yeah. she says there are one or two places mm-hmm. in Dallas that do good crawfish. Right. Uh, but generally you have to come here. You have to come here. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, and I said, yeah, I said, unfortunately, it's not looking good. No, definitely not. 
Oh, uh, boy. Be safe today. Lots of rain all day. We could get three to five more inches of rain. Uh, that could get our total close to the eight-inch mark, 10 inches for some. It's going to be miserable. Speaking of drought. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, all this rain, will it help the farmers? But it's... it's a little yeah, too late. It, yeah. it is. It's a little too late. Yeah, 90% chance of rain today and through tonight, 80%. So uh, a lot more water coming. Drive carefully. Shreveport City Council had a lot of business they did yesterday. We'll talk about some of that coming up. 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Back with McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. I'm looking. Scaring me. I'm looking. Oh, my crawfish app. Oh, yeah. I love that thing. I know. I do, too. Uh, There's one. There is. Okay. uh, Should I give names? You can. T. Johnny's on Mansfield Road. Mm -hmm. $12.99 a pound. There you go. Uh, Crawdaddy's Kitchen, $15.99. Ouch. Red Barn, out for season. Crawfish Palace, Pines Road, unavailable. Uh, mm. Shane's, unavailable. Brookshire's, out for season. Yep. Cattle Craw, unavailable. Wow. Crawfish Time, out for season. Little Animals, mm-hmm. unavailable. Wow. Rub a boot there on Yuri, out nope. for season. Farmers didn't have any. Farmers, yeah, they're out. Mm-hmm. Now, now this is interesting. I <laughs> we got a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board, and this brings up a. Since we can't have crawfish, we can have cicadas. No, there's supposed to be a double brood hatching in the spring. First time in 221 years. So Are we'll we- have a we'll have a cicada boil. Are we really going to do that? We're not. We're going to put them in there with the potatoes and the corn. <laughs> Cicadas and potatoes. And some sausage. And we're just going to crunch on them. No. If I'm going to eat a cicada, I need to get Rusty from Walter B. Jacobs to do it and deep fry it or something. It's got to have some good batter on it, you know, something. I can't look at it like it sits and eat it. I just couldn't you know, do I, it. Okay. It... it I say that. Say I'm, I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to eat a freaking bug, okay? Well, I have, but it's been chocolate-covered or something. I'm, <laughs> I, I mean, and I know they say crickets. Oh, they're, they're high in protein, and they're good for you. Let me they're... tell you something about crickets. <sighs> Mr. Cricket Lover over there. Me, what, <laughs> what? Where did that come from? I'm just playing. <laughs> R- Ruben knows what I'm going to say. Yeah. Crickets' legs... Get caught in your teeth. <laughs> they're, they're fine. You just got to break ah, the legs off. No. Yeah. No. Just stop. Yeah. No. Imagine going home with your water pick and you're in the water and then you see a cricket leg come out. Shut up. It's disgusting. Up. No. Yeah. We also had red beans and lice that one time. We did. Oh, the wax we did. Oh, come yeah. on. No. Yeah, we did. See? <laughs> see? And that was kind of yummy. It wasn't bad. Needed some Tabasco, but. And the cookies? Okay, I say that. Eating a cicada, I just, I just, but then there are people that are going to say, 
my gosh, you eat a mud bug, you eat a crawfish? Yeah. And yeah. you're going to say something about a cicada? Mm-hmm. I, I, I get that argument. I know. I know. I just can't. I just, I just can't. And I can't snail, look at a just, plate yeah. of crickets and just start putting them in my mouth. It's it's difficult. The if chocolate- you eat an oyster, who was the first person to ever eat an oyster? Yeah. <laughs> what were those circumstances? I want to hear Must the conversation. Really <laughs> I want to hear the conversation between Thibodeau and Boudreaux and the crawfish. Who decided to break the tail off of this little animal <laughs> and eat it, or throw it in a pot? Yeah. <laughs> And then go, hmm, right. I wonder what part right. we could eat. Exactly. I, I can't do my Cajun accent, but they're going to break the tail off. Oh, there's some meat up in here. And decide they're going to eat it. Who was the first person that did that? Well, do you think people had already been eating lobsters? And then they looked at crawfish and go, hey, this looks like a little lobster. Like Senator Kennedy was joking yeah, in Washington. Yeah. They don't know what to do with crawfish. They dip them in butter. <laughs> I, I would, quite frankly, I would like to know the first person who ate a lobster. When you look right. at when you look at that beast and you go, hmm, yeah, now this is some good eating. Let's put it in a pot, boil it up, figure out what part we could eat. <laughs> right, exactly. And then realize how delicious it is. I, you know, I don't know, I don't know, but it, they are good. I just can't. If, if if Rusty came in with bugs, I'm sorry. I just, I... Rusty comes in with bugs every year. You have to know that. Well, I've been here almost two years now, and he's yeah. not come in. Oh, because so they're grateful. doing a remodel. Yeah, they're doing a rebuild. I, I'm grateful. He brought, he's brought, no, and I, I say he has come in, but he hasn't come in with bugs, and, and I'm not complaining. He brought the bird, didn't he bring up right. an owl? Right, yeah. he brought the owl in, Okay. And, and he came in another time, he brought us some eggs. He did. Rusty, we need some bugs for Mike. No, we, <laughs> yeah, Rusty, we no, no, don't cookies. waste your effort. No, you can't have cookies. Don't waste your effort or your or your bugs I'm for people who would enjoy them. Cricket chili might be good. Okay, we'll have to get him to work on that. Cricket chili. <laughs> Pretend like it's the beans. Pretend like the I crickets just, are the and beans. Then once it crunches, I just oh oh no. Just watch out for the legs. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And see, that would be the only way is if you go, you know what you just ate? Oh, yeah. Oh, in that chili? You know what I mean? There we go. No. There we go. Because now I'm going to go, what's in this? (laughs) You're not going to get me. (laughs) Well, he could bring like four different versions of chili and it could be like, what do you call it? Um, when When you pick, you have a gun and... Russian roulette oh, chili. Russian chili roulette. roulette. Chili roulette. I like that. Mike's going to play chili roulette with Rusty Scarborough. Rusty, we, we got to get you on it. Sorry, my bud. Oh. <laughs> Mayor Tom Arsenault spoke with us earlier this morning about uh, city council and uh, some other projects. Hear what he has to say. After the news, bottom of the hour, Mike and McCarty. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. 710 Keel. Back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Well, the uh, Dallas Cowboy locker room is going to be a little, a little awkward. Yeah, a little chilly, a little chilly next time they get together. 
Um, there's a little Let's, feud going on. Was it Dak Prescott's mom that started it? What? No, she's dead. Okay. Remember, she's deceased. That's she right. died when he was in high school, I believe. This is um, CeeDee Lamb's mom. CeeDee Lamb's mom. That's right. CeeDee Lamb's right. mom, Lita Ramirez, posted this message on Facebook or social media. Quote, Dak isn't it. That lit a firestorm. You have um, Dak's brother jumping in, Micah Parsons' brother jumping in. In fact, Dak's brother posted a message that said, quote, trust me, if I could get Dak to leave Dallas, I would. Wow. Wow. Micah Parsons' brother Terrence jumped in and said, posted this message to Dak, take $40 million or pack your bag. Uh, now look, some, there are yeah. there are people that are you know that would say she's not wrong. Mm, there are those that would you say know, that. And, and as 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 I much as what I know of Dak, I really like mm-hmm. as a person. Yep, I think he's a great guy. Uh, but boy, the playoff record just doesn't. Oh. Uh, it's terrible. It's like they can't get to a they can't get past that certain point for and years. I, and I mean, turn the clock back a couple of weeks. Everybody was saying Dak's having his best year ever. Right. Best year, Cowboys yeah. have their best year ever. And then Choke City. Now, Miss Lita Ramirez, CD Lamb's mom, just FYI. I wonder if CD just called her and goes, Mom. 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 What? what is wrong with you? No. Get that down. So she has, she, in fact, Too late she now. completely locked her Facebook account and only a small group of friends can see anything she posts. You know, sometimes you, you might not be friends with somebody, but you can see a few things. Right. Oh, no, you can't see anything on Miss Lita's page unless, unless you're, you're Miss Lita's friend. That would be like your mom getting on Facebook and going, McCarty sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> This room, this yeah. room would be a little frosty the next day. What is wrong with your mother? Are you kidding? She likes you better than she likes me. <laughs> so I don't want to be in that locker room the next time these guys get together. Ooh. Ooh. Mayor Tom Arsenault uh, spoke with us earlier this morning. I uh, hear what he's got to say coming up just after the break. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM 710 Keel. More breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. On the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline this morning, Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault joining us. Mayor, good morning. Good morning to you. Well, uh, busy, busy day yesterday. First, uh, on one thing on the agenda we want to talk about is the uh, uh, your proposed rate increase, I say your proposed, the proposed rate increase for Shreveport Water and Sewage Services. Uh, it was originally 20%. Now you, you pulled it down to 10%, uh, but the Shreveport City Council decided not to put it on the um, agenda for the next two, you know, for the next two weeks. Well, what, what happened? Why aren't they putting it on the agenda? Well, there there are uh, several council members that uh, want uh, some additional education of what the ramifications of the rate increase will be, particularly on uh, lower income uh, lower income uh, rate payers. And uh, so we're going to do that. How so? What are you going to be doing? 
Uh, we'll be doing some PSAs, probably going to include an insert in the water bill um, so that to explain to people how they will be affected because it it is it, it is not a 10% increase in your water bill because there are things on the water bill that are not covered by it. So it's a little, actually on your total water bill, it's a little less than 10%. Mine, mine is 9.02. I actually calculated mine uh, yesterday. Now, I'm a little confused because there's two separate items. One is a 10% increase on your water bill, and one's a 10% increase on your sewer bill. Explain that. Is that is that really 20%? You follow me? No, no, no. <clears throat> on your water bill, you have four different charges that, that would be included in this. You have a monthly charge for water. You have a monthly charge for sewer. You have a quantity charge for water, and you have a quantity charge for sewer. Okay. Those are the things that will go up, and they'll go up 10%. Why in do you need to do to this? That, we need to be real clear about this because this is critical. Why is this yeah. necessary, Mayor? We, of, of course, have issued uh, $100 million in water revenue bonds, uh, mostly to comply with the uh, water and sewer revenue bonds, mostly to comply with the decree that we're under from 2014. Mm -hmm. And those those bonds have a covenant in them that requires us to have a certain ratio or surplus of dollars mm -hmm. from operations to be able to pay debt service. And we are not in compliance with those covenants, those promises that we made to the bondholders. Uh, being out of compliance makes us ineligible for some funds and also affects our credit rating. Is it, to, to make it real simple, it's kind of like if I have a credit card that has a $5,000 max and I'm now at 5100 and probably my rate's going to go up and I'm not going to be allowed any more credit. Is it kind of like that in the, in the simplest of terms? Well, and they're also I, I think that's a I think that's a decent a decent analogy to look at it. But okay. you're also not making the minimum payment. You're never going to be able to catch up, right, with your credit debt. Well, we're making we're we're making our payments. We are not in default in payments. No, I, I, I mean with that, that credit card clear. analogy is sure. what I'm saying, right. not, yeah. not the city. Yeah, we are we are not in default in payment. We are paying them as scheduled, but we're supposed to have some reserve. Uh, to make sure that we would be able to pay them in the future. So we're not in default in payment, but this is an important promise. It's an important part of any kind of revenue bond. Remember, a revenue bond is backed only by the revenues of the water and sewer department. It is not banked, backed by the full faith and credit of the city as a general. That's why we call them general obligation bonds. General obligation mm -hmm. bonds are whatever you got it's pledged and if you <laughs> and if you and if your bond rating only pledge the revenues if your bond rating is decreased which it could happen as a result of this then that could cost us millions in future expenses right yeah the, if our bond rating is decreased that's going to increase our interest expense uh on on both future water and sewer uh, revenue bonds, which we're going to probably have to issue uh, to comply with the consent decree, uh, but also it could have an impact on our general obligation bond rating. Which means it's, we're not looking long term. Mm -hmm. Council members aren't looking long term because it's going to end up costing Shreveport citizens even more if our bond rating decreases. 
Well, the council, the council member, particularly uh, Reverend Green, made it clear that he's not saying he is opposed to this, but he just wants some further information uh, before he before he puts it on the agenda. Councilwoman Ursula Bowman dropped a bombshell Monday in the work session about someone or companies stealing water from Cross Lake, and why are we not charging them? Can you explain that? Why why that the word theft was mentioned, and what really is happening? Well, there are, we believe that there are people who are taking water from tributaries, the, the streams that feed into Cross Lake mm -hmm. and, and selling that to, uh, to oil and gas companies for, uh, for fracking. We do not have any control over that. And I, I, I think that my personal view is that the word stealing is a very broad term to use in connection with that. We think that they may be authorized to do that. They're not taking it from Cross Lake proper. And directly from Cross Lake would be illegal. Directly from Cross Lake would be a violation of our code of ordinances. And when we, in those rare occasions when we discover that, we put a stop to it immediately. All right, the open container. But that's kind of skirting. Isn't that kind of, if you're, you're taking from the tributaries that feed the lake, that's. Well, the city may not own those. You, you may not own those little tributaries. We don't, we don't own those and we don't have any control over them. Right. I had one of those coming behind my house at one point in the parish that I owned. I owned part of it and the neighbor owned part of it. So for what it's worth. That's a, that's a, that's a fairly complicated legal uh, question. I think I sent you the analysis yes. that we had uh, for it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think that it, it is unfortunate that people are doing that. But what we will be doing is we have several groups that are interested in actually taking water from Cross Lake when the levels of the lake will justify it and then replacing that water so that there's really no net, there's really no net loss of water from Cross Lake and it only happens when the lake is high. Okay, open container, your veto was overridden five to two by the council, no surprise, but they didn't seem to tweak it much that you were hoping. You think they're coming back to do that? Uh, I certainly hope so. What do you hope they'll change? Well, I hope that they'll change. Uh, well, I, I like them. I would like them to change the 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 hours, but I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, I think that they will change it uh, at some point to uh, to prohibit to make sure it's clear that any open container on the bridge itself, as opposed to under the bridge, is uh, is prohibited. We understand a new club may be opening down there. Do you do you know that that is a, a, a possibility? What do we know about it yet? Uh, the only thing that I'm aware of is the possibility of a of a lease of the former uh, daiquiri um, of the former daiquiri um, the daiquiri shop down okay. there. That's the only thing that I'm familiar with. Okay, um, a new daiquiri shop or is a club or. Restaurant coming I, you know, in? I don't. I, I I I haven't gotten all the information yet, but I I think it's a new daiquiri shop. Mayor, I didn't give you a heads up on this, but we have to mention it because of what's going on today. All this rain, you guys now have sandbags available. Uh, the Mansfield Road location for folks who may need it. Correct. That's correct. And there, people can pull up. You just have to show that you live in Shreveport. Is that accurate? I think that's right. Yes. 
Are you getting any reports of any flooding yet? I know y'all blocked off a couple of roads, but please, folks, don't try to drive through high water. Yeah, please do not drive through high water. It can be very deceiving, and your your car is uh, heavier than the water, so uh, you will sink. Um, the um, I I have not checked with uh, with uh, Gary uh, Norman this morning, uh, but at least last night we did not have reports of widespread of any kind of widespread flooding. I think that um, Ms. Bowman mentioned some uh, some flooding at the Financial Plaza out in West Report. Mm-hmm. Mayor, Mayor, one last thing before we let you go this morning. Erin um, was doing her happy dance here in the studio this morning <laughs> and singing, oh, happy day. <laughs> Seven to zero passage of the Night Street Project. I was very pleased with that. You know, sometimes sometimes policy requires patience, and uh, we we uh, we kept on with that. And I think the I think that was a very very good sign, a very good thing for the council to do. Is it almost finished? Do they have it? <laughs> Is it ready? <laughs> you ought to be driving on it uh, any day now. But that's a really broad. Every any day now is a really broad. There definition. you go. And, but do but do we have an ETA on like when they'll turn turn dirt? No, they've they've got to make a plan for relocating utilities. That'll be the first. That'll be the first step. And uh, Mr. Dark is planning to meet with the engineering department on a number of projects to to lay out a schedule uh, for those. And he was waiting to do that to to, to excuse me to determine uh, whether or not Night Street would be included. I know someone would love to see that schedule, and I can't thank you enough for bird dogging this. Uh, <laughs> because I was poking you every month. I was poking you and poking you. So for thank you for being diligent and staying on top of it. <laughs> every month? <laughs> every every three days. It was a little bit more often than that, Aaron. Oh, so, okay, but, but come on. Can't you keep a secret? <laughs> <laughs> every month. Mayor Tom Arsenault, thank you so much for joining us. Stay My safe pleasure. today. Thank you for having you me. You bet. 101.7 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarthy. Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Erin's <laughs> <laughs> doing her happy Night Street dance. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. 7 0, the council voted to move forward with Night Street reconstruction. And, and it's it, just don't act like we're being done a favor. Yeah, please. Because the, this is this is the voters decided this thirteen years ago. Twenty eleven bond issue. Night Street was in that, and it hasn't been done. Finally, they voted to do it. It's going to be more than double the cost because of the thirteen year delay. Mike and McCarty, one hundred one seven FM. Stay dry. Seven ten. Keel.